When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined from, I am assuming Staten Island, by Janine and Dominic Dittore or Dittore? Dittore. Dittore. I was right the first time. I, I'm horrible with last names. That's all right. How are you guys? Good, and we are in Staten Island. I thought so. You know, you never can tell because people are quarantining all over, like not where I expect them to be, so. I understand. How is, so you've been in Staten Island the whole time that you've been quarantining? Yes. How's that been going? It's going pretty good. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, kids, so they keep us busy in the house cooking and, you know, doing fun things like games and shit, but we've been good. It's horrible. Oh. Really? Yes, it's horrible. See, I hated it in the beginning, and now it's like you, there's days where I'm like, I'm just happy to be home. Like, don't you have days where you're just kind of happy to be doing everything around Yes, but you like to do it at your own pace and your own will, not to be told that you have to do it. That's the difference. That's true. And how is Staten Island? I mean, I'm in New York City, but like, are people like going out there now? Because like in New York, people are out. You know, I've been going out. Yes, for the most part, people are going out. Yes. You could say that, yeah, they're starting to go out. I see a lot of people like in restaurants on sidewalks and stuff like that. So it looks like it's starting to pick up again. I think so. It's starting to get a really nice feeling. Like when you read about like Florida is completely locked down now, even LA, like somehow New York is, somehow we were the most in the beginning and now we're kind of more open than a lot of other places. Are you guys, do you guys both grow up in Staten Island? No, no, we both grew up in Brooklyn. Really? Sheep's at Bay. I love, I love keeping it local. And where did you guys, like, how'd you guys meet? Uh, Dominic was friends with one of my brothers. And that's how we met. He was my brother's best friend. And you, did you guys meet when you were really young? Um, I was 25 and he was 30. Yeah. Okay, so like normal. Yeah. Not like in high school or anything. I just 
I don't know why I assumed high school. No. And how is, so tell us about in Staten Island, I know that you own a children's clothing store, Country Mouse. Yes. Tell us about that. Like how is is that affected by COVID or anything? Yes, it was affected by COVID naturally because when we got shut down in March, we already had a full stock store of seasonal goods, which were for summer. And, you know, they had to remain there for all those months. And then we just kicked it into high gear, my daughter and myself. And we went in there alone and we started to do a big blowout sale just to recoup of what was coming, you know, not being going to be sold now for the next season. And we opened and we're, you know, getting back there little by little. It's hard. I do see a big difference, but it's starting. How did that come about? Like you just, I mean, how do you, how does, how does one fall into a children's clothing store? Oh, okay. So Country Mass has been on Forest Avenue for 47 years. So it opened in March of, of 1973. Oh, wow. And I don't know what happened. Hang on. I'm still here. Okay. I was, I'm the fourth owner of the Country Mouse. So um, it was there. I used to shop there for my kids. And I used to tell the third owner, you know, if you ever want to sell it, just let me know. So we had, like, um, we used to talk a lot about it. And she once told me before that she was going to sell it and back and forth. But then she opted out. So I just waited it out. And then she wanted to get out. Wow. And I bought it. And, and it's you... funny because Country Mouse has a big, um, a big like, history in it. We were all women that owned it. And we're all women that had tragedies. You know, I'm not saying that this store is a tragedy, but we had tragedy in our own lives. So it's weird. And you just always wanted to own a, a women, a children's clothing store? I worked in retail for a long time when I was younger. Um, so I kind of liked it. And I kind of liked designing too. Not that I went to a designing school. Just to do it, I love it. That's good. So it, worked, it worked out. And talk to me about, so that is where the Big Ange mural is still right there, right? Yes. A couple of people tried to tell me, well, threatened me to try to take it down or spray over it, but that was straightened out. And that is like, so, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the story. I was like Googling a little bit. So like, why did they want it taken down? They just thought something else should be there? Well, I don't know what um, the guy from the Guardian Angels problem was with it being there. But um, he's an idiot. That's what his problem is. Yeah, Seriously. I don't know what it even. Yeah, he's never, an idiot. I never even seen him. I don't even know him. But he got up on the radio and he threatened to come and spray paint over it. Well, th- that's because she was very popular, probably a hundred times more popular than he is, and he probably was just looking for that attention. Because why would you pick Staten Island, which we don't applaud yeah. anybody? We have people that come from all over the country yes. just to take pictures in front of it. Yeah. Uh, and not and not only not only America, they come from London, right? Uh, yeah, we have the people Netherlands. from Australia, Brazil. Because yeah. that show aired, oh, aired in the UK as well and, and Europe. So I guess everybody saw it and they all felt the same affection for her. And they when they came to New York, yeah. that's what they... We had people that came from Philadelphia, North Carolina, like would just drive in to just take selfies yep. in front of it. It makes people feel good. I had um, three sisters come from Hawaii. Wow. 
Yeah. So like, you're just like working at the store some days, you know, before yeah. COVID and just, you look out and people are just literally all day. Well, they by. usually come in. They usually come in because they want to, you know, meet me. So, and they usually want me to come outside to take a picture with them. And then when they come in, there's a lot of pictures of her inside. So they get to see the other pictures too. And um, that brings me into the next topic, my book, that is going to have a lot of pictures in it that has never been seen. So tell me about the book, like the book, like what stage is that? And because I know you're like, I mean, is it done? Are you writing it like just beginning? No, no. I actually started to write it a couple of months after she passed away. And I got this block, like this writer's block for a little bit, but now it's, you know, it's there. It's almost done. Wow. I always put up like different covers that I like to see if, you know, the majority of the people, what they like and what they, what they think they want to see. But I did my book a little bit different. So I have like a picture on top of the page and then underneath it, it'll be the story that matches that picture. You know, I wanted it to be fun and light, like our relationship was. So that's how I Yeah, did but it. the book is definitely based upon two sisters' journey, so to speak. And it goes from, you know, a lot of people know her, but they don't know her. Uh, this is a sister's day. They were closer than two peas in a pod. So for people to see how she feels and her reactions and how they grew up mm -hmm. and why they were so close, that that's the beauty of it. Also, I really did want, I really do want people to know what Angela was like without TV. You know what I mean? Because they only know her through TV. But, and everybody thinks that Angela, Big Ange, was like created, you know, from Mob Wives. And it's just not like that. Actually, she gave a lot to the show. Because Angela was Big Ange from as yeah. far as I can remember. Many back. people tell you she was a star way before she was on TV. Exactly. And that's okay. what I wanted people, people to know. People idolized her. Okay. Uh, great cook, you know, great worth ethic, you know, fun, charismatic, you know, entertaining. Yeah. And everybody who ever met her, uh, regardless of who it was, what color, creed, get, forget. She was into the Rainbow Coalition way before the Rainbow Coalition yeah. started. It she doesn't matter what a person was. You'd come home to her house and she'd have a homeless person eating breakfast at her table. I'm like, okay. where did you find this one? <laughs> Somehow that doesn't shock me. No. But to your point, right, like people, you know, see what they see on TV, but they didn't know the real, you know. And they love what they see on TV, but if when they read the book, they're going to fall so much in love with her that it's going to be like how I guess I feel, you know, kind of like how I feel. Like she was just everything all around. Before, like back in the day, before mob wives even went on TV, like, was there, like, a buzz around Staten Island, like, they're casting this show? No. Do you remember that? No. no. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. Actually, it's funny that you say that, because there was buzz around Staten Island, and they were casting a show, and Dominic and I and our kids, we, audit we auditioned for it. With James Murr from, Murr from, um, what is that show? The, uh, the Practical Jokers. Jokers. And we, he was in my house and we were together doing it. And then we had Angela come in 
to yeah. the to the scene and she was like the aunt that was going on vacation with the suitcase that was really funny that yeah. day and what happened to that show it just never got it, no, that, it, it never, never came to it pass it never came to pass okay Which, it, never, it never came to me um we did our own show you know the Staten Island Hustle. Hustle. yeah yeah and we're working on something we are working on something Algie and I um to be revealed later <laughs> Uh, but we are working uh, towards something right now. How did Staten Island Hustle come about? Actually, um, it, actually it came from the mural. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, how. Oh, really? Um, I was standing, I, we were doing the mural. The mural was donated by Danielle and Vincent. And who got it together, the mural, was um, my friend Marty, the psychic son, Mario. Um, he's called Q. Q Molly, and he's an artist, too. And the girl who did um, Coney Island, do you see what's Coney Island's being done now? No. Over? Yeah, Coney Island's being done over, so she is doing Coney Island as well. Oh, wow. And you have to see it. If you go on Instagram, you'll see it. Uh, and she came to me and she asked me if she could do on the building. Naturally, I asked my landlord, and he agreed. And we had this very big ceremony there. And when this was all going around, a guy came into my store, a big guy, his name was Ron Montana, and he introduced himself and he said to me, I really want to say hi to you and I want to talk to you about what your sister did for me. And I said, well, what did she, you know, there were some things that I probably knew, but I just probably didn't remember. But I said, well, what did she do for you? And he says, well, I have two children that have some sort of genetic disease. And um, she came to my fundraiser and she promoted it and she gave all the money to him for his, two, his twin daughters. He goes, I really wanted to meet you and this, that, and the other thing. And I said, I think you and Dom would get along so well. So I introduced him to Dominic and then he said he had something and then they collaborated it. So that's how it went on. And this was after Mob Wives and after all of that. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, this was during the-, um, the, the 2018. You know, did you guys not want to do a reality show just having seen Mob Wives, or you did? You thought it could no, be no, like we wanted to. No, we wanted to. We already had something in the works, and we did a sizzle reel. Um, what was it called again? Uh, the family construction. No. The stories. I I can't remember it. We still have the sizzle reel from it. Um, we we did a sizzle reel. You know about construction. Which is the first step. Like yeah. So there was no buzz. So like, how did Mob Wives? Like, were you shocked when this show like so, uh, came about? Angela didn't, Angela didn't go on Mob Wives. The first time. The first year. Right. The first year. The, the Graziano's who made the show. They already had the show on. Okay, but the show need. They knew that Angela's personality, and they knew her life. Okay. Right. And they were friends, of course. So they said, this is perfect what they needed for the show. So when Angela came on towards the middle of season two, and she that's- She was when, only part-time. She was yeah. gonna go in for a few episodes, mm -hmm. okay? And within to, like, 50, you know, 15 minutes of her being on it, the Twitter went crazy and yeah. that was it. And then that's how Angela became part of the show. And they say that all the time that she was the breakout star. She was definitely the fan favorite. That's for sure. Yeah. 100%. I'll have to send you my pictures with her. I've, I've met her like back oh, in the day. That's so nice. Yeah. Like she, listen, she came on and she was the fan favorite. Like people yeah. went 
crazy. Yeah, she blew them away. She actually blew us away, too. We were like, okay, where are you going? Because she wasn't much of a speaker at all, you know? Not that you had to follow a script there, you didn't. But she was always the one that always stood back. Like, um, and I write that in my book, and you'll see it. Like, you'll see a picture of me and her, and I'm holding the, you know, the microphone. Like, if she had to do a speech, like, for her daughter's shower or something like that, she'd be like, okay, um, here's my sister's going to tell you what I want to say. <laughs> and she'd do that. And I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, something like that would happen. Did she like being on, you know, so she goes on the show for 15 minutes, Twitter goes crazy. Like, did she like being on the show? Yeah, she did. She did. She liked it. She enjoyed, you know what she enjoyed most, more than the show? She enjoyed the fans. Yeah, she, she did. She liked going on appearances and meeting and greeting her fans. Mm -hmm. And she went all over the country doing this. And they absolutely loved her. Okay. They did. So that's... Even if we were out in a restaurant and somebody came over, like, <coughs> she would always, like, get up and just, I'll be right back and go and take a picture with them. You know, we would be at the carnival in Staten Island Mall. She'd do that with the grandchildren we'd be with. And she would just go, all right, hold on. You take the kids. I got to take a picture. That's how she was. Yeah. Was she shocked? Like, you know. She was. That she's just the same yes. person and that this went crazy? Yeah, yeah she was. Absolutely. Were you guys shocked? Um, I don't know if I was shocked because... Always as a kid, like, you know, I I'm younger than her, so I would sit back and I would watch her walk into a room and I would see how other people would react to her. You know what I mean? So I wasn't as shocked as some people would think because I always knew she was so popular. Like, she was just popular, you know? Always, no matter where we were. She was, everybody knew we, we left because we were on a plane once. We were going to Florida with our mother. And she knew people on the friggin' plane. Who the frig knows people on planes? I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, it's so crazy. You know what I mean? And it was so many years ago. I mean, I think I was like 16 or 17 years old when we went on the vacation and she knew people on the plane. But she was very much like my mother was. My mother was very popular as well. I'm gonna make you laugh. Cousin of, that's actually their first cousin. All right, Joe, he was in North Dakota. He was in a very desolate town. Okay, um, primarily Native Americans live there, all right? And he was doing something with an oil thing and he went to a meeting at a hotel and the guy, and he, 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 Joe told him that he was originally from Staten Island, Brooklyn and Staten Island. And the guy says to him, do you know Big Ange? How, I mean- That happens a lot. It's just like, yeah, you mentioned Staten Island, everybody always asks that question. Did you know Big Ange? And he said, it's funny you should ask because that was my cousin. Yeah. That's it's funny. So it does funny. happen. It happens that a is, lot. I could see that happening. Like if you guys travel anywhere and people are like, yeah. do, do, do people then tell you, wait, you look really like Big Ange, like when you say you're from Staten yeah. Island? And you're like, wait a second, she's my sister. No. Listen, my wife is very humble, but she's very well recognized, okay? She can't go anywhere either without them noticing her. Don't forget, she did the Big Ange show. She did Mob Wives. She did all the shows as well. So they, they have that recognition. And then being Big Angie's sister, uh, amplified that, amped it up 10 times. Yeah. So, I mean, even her, as popular, she's very popular, but she'll go into the mall with Ange 
and Andrew be there for 45 minutes taking pictures. Be like, all right, you stay here. I'm going to go shopping because I can't, I'm never, you're never going to leave this spot. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, the big, there you go. I mean, the big Ann show, like, were you, did you love doing that show? I mean. Um, there were, there were moments that I didn't really like. Yeah. There were times that I would cry or something. Like, what didn't you like about it? I, I, I didn't like when we had to, like, they asked me, like, to talk about my nephew. I didn't like it like that. And once they told me on the green screen, they wanted me to talk about Neil and I wouldn't do it, you know? So a lot of that, like that kind of stuff, I was like, no. Listen, they're reality-based <laughs> shows. They are. Okay? So even though a lot of it is, comes from truth, okay, they want to add those elements into them because it, it, it shows controversy. Yeah. They want they want the little caddy fights and stuff like that because, believe it or not, that's what the viewers want to see. So you, they put truth with the unreality, as I call it, and with those kinds of things, like talking about your nephew when he had a problem, that that's not something that my wife was willing to do. No. You know, she's not negative. She won't talk negative, especially with our family. She's not going to talk negative about them. But that's the reality world, okay? So, you know, the truth is usually just a flat line, okay? Uh, the uh, the talking about and giving the, the stories about your family that aren't always the most glowing make that go up high. So that's why it's done. Right, like they'll sit there in an interview and they'll purposely bring up a question or say like, yeah. you what that person said about you. And you'll be like, well, I wasn't even thinking about that. Why are you asking me about that? It puts it in your mind. Yeah, yeah well, also, there's also creative editing, okay? Because you do seeing sometimes five, 10, 15 times and you have so many words that when it gets into the editing room, how they chop those words up and put them together. Yeah. Sometimes Angie would walk, would, would sit there, we would sit there and watch it and she says, I didn't say that. <laughs> they splice something together because they want they want to make controversy. But that's how that's how it is. And you know, she enjoyed doing the show because she did it with her sister. Okay, what better what better way to do a show than doing it with your sister? You know, someone that you admire. And what about Miami Monkey? What oh no, I wasn't that? on that one because it was in Miami. I, I have a lot of children. But that was a great opportunity for Ange too. To yeah. Absolutely. Is, is the drunken monkey still around? It's still there. Know. Yep. Yeah, it's called the funky monkey now, owned by somebody else. We all, we, we don't. Yeah. But it's still there. It's I never there. went to the drunken monkey when I was. No. I really, I well, I mean, the more you when you were talking about the mural, I'm like, I don't know why I've never come. I have to come to the store. Yeah, you should come. Take a picture. Yeah. I mean, so many people do it. You're not, not that far away. So, what did you think? I've read somewhere where you've said like you didn't think that mob wise like the girls were really connected like what did you think of the show like were you shocked that the show even got made no you know those girls are mostly the same age you know what i mean my sister was older than them so to me she looked more like the godmother or the fairy godmother of that you know, she didn't like hang out with that, you know, them. She didn't. Listen, Ange was older, but they all, even when she was younger, those girls all looked up to her. They hung out, don't get me wrong. They were friends, you know, and they had family members that were Yeah, but friends. Angela had different friends. Yeah, but she had hundreds of friends, thousands of friends. Yeah. But they all looked up to her, all right, because Ange was the cool girl. 
that they all wanted they all wanted to be. Yeah. All right. And so, you know, she knew the families very, very well. So I guess it worked. It worked very well for seven seasons. God bless them. Seven or six? Seven. Oh. Or six. Yeah, you, I could be wrong. I thought it was seven. It's probably my wife's probably right. I think it is six. I was gonna say I six. thought it was six, but right. I'm wrong yeah. sometimes too. So yeah. don't go by I'm me. I'm wrong all the time, so don't go by me. I like remember the big picture things. People will say to me, Well, that was season three, not season four. I'm like, I have I'm like, I have no idea how you remember that. I mean, do you feel that as the show went on, like those girls like used Ange like for the show? Because I mean she was the breakout star, some could say. I think they benefited from her, yeah. Uh, used her? Um, I don't know. It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony soft footbed and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors. So you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. I don't know if they, that would be the right word, used her. You know, I think they benefited from it. I do. And I think she's the one who kept it going for so many seasons. But I don't think they used her. And now today you are close with, are you close with any of those girls? I like Sweet Sadrita. Alicia's always so nice. You know, when we had our... Natalie, um, a little bit. Natalie, Croatia. Yeah. When we had our premiere, Alicia came, Drita came. Yeah. yeah Drita and my sister-in-law were very close on. They were cl close on the show as well. Yeah. All right. They enjoyed filming with each other because uh, there was no drama. Yeah. With them. Yeah. But that's listen, you're going to have to really wait and see because Janine has been putting her heart into this book for, what, three years now? She's about 90, 90% done with it, okay? It's going to show uh, people another side, okay? Uh, you can't say a better side because there was no real bad with her. Uh, it, it really wasn't. You know, it's a funny thing. I actually knew Ange before I knew my wife, okay? Oh, wow. Well, this came full circle. So, uh, you know, it, it's really a, a great work of love for, on her part. It's really supposed to be a dedication to her because she was always, you know, we were, I'm the youngest of seven and I have seven. My mother had seven, my grandmother had seven. And it's funny because now when you talk to people, you know, you, I always thought my whole life that she was like cool and this and that, you know, now when I speak to people, it was like, oh, you're the sister that she always talked about. And I'm like, well, what did she say? <laughs> and, he, and they go, oh no, um, that you know, how you have seven children and you do this and you that and how much she admires you. And I'd be like, 
She never told me that. Really? And, and they would be like, yeah, you, she would always talk about you. And it was weird to hear from other people after she was passed because it just, you know, it wasn't like we were friends, you know, like we didn't say, oh my God, I love you so much and hug and kiss. You know, we didn't, just didn't do that. But then after she passed and these people telling me that she admired me was a little like, oh my God, really? It was nice to hear. I think it's going to be good, you know, because you never know someone who's on TV, really. I mean, it's it's a show. It's edited down. Yeah. Do you, do you keep in touch with Neil? I haven't seen Neil. Not at all. <laughs> at all. And I, and you know what? That was, this was the last part of the book that um, I was trying to keep out, but it was a big part of our lives. You know, because Neil was actually my friend, you know. Uh, she met him, and she met him first, but then me and Neil clicked. So she'd be like, oh, he's your best friend, and this, that, and the third. And anytime she threw him out, he'd land on my steps. Or in your store. Or in my store, for that matter. He'd be sitting there talking to me. But this is the part of the book that I'm having a hard time with. I say tell the truth about that son of a bitch. I think you just put it all in there. I think if you're writing a book, it's just the time to like put you can't it only all be, in there. Listen, you can't only be 90% truthful. You gotta be 100% truthful. Oh no, it's 100% truthful. I was trying to just leave it all out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But oh, now um, the girl that's helping me write the book, um, she said, okay, we have to get onto the Neil thing. Because this is now, you know, a big part of the story. And I'm like, stumped. You know, like, what do I say? Well, it is a big part of the story because he came into her life and he actually got that journey. He 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 came in when she started Mob Wives. So he... Mm, he no, he, they got married. They, they, they Yeah, but it was before Mob Wives. Yeah, okay, but he, 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 he rode that journey. He rode that journey. Oh, yeah. He married my sister before she was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, why are you saying, like, he rode that journey, like, that he was thrilled to be along for the ride? Yeah, I think he was. My sister paid for everything. Everything. His life, he was a sanitation worker, God bless him. I was, too. I was a, I worked private sanitation years ago. My come down on Saturday, all of a sudden wearing Gucci shoes, okay? Yeah, that's not what that makes. Well, listen, and it happens to me too, like when I interview people, if I leave certain things out, just either for whatever reason, you know, sometimes you're asked to, I feel leaving something out raises more questions than if you just address it. Right. I, I've been there and it's like... Well, you know what? I think it's hard to leave him out only for the man. Listen, he was on Mob Wives. He was on all her shows with her. You know, so wives. How do you leave? Marriage that, boot camp. That's yeah. how. That's how the people really. Most of America, not Brooklyn and New York. Let's go out of New York. That's how most of the people really identified with her. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let, they got to be like, wait a minute, where's Neil? You know. So I think it's well. Anyway, Neil's in the book. That it goes in. <laughs> Neil's in the book. <laughs> do you talk about 
the other mob wives in the book too? Um, no, because they weren't a part of our journey. No, I don't. Don't forget that might have been Angie's, you know, Angie's co-stars and, and friends. Mm -hmm. That wasn't. This book is about her and her sister, and right. and the family. Some so, things are in there about <laughs> um, certain people and the things that they did that I didn't like. It, so that's in there, yeah. But the 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 book mainly is you know from as far back as I can remember, and the things that we did together. That makes sense. Also, you don't want to, she doesn't want to, this book is from her heart. She's writing about her and her sister, okay? And she doesn't want it to come off like it's a bashing of a show no. or the people of that show because then it makes it about them and it takes away from what she's really trying to uh, show people. That's true. So why are you talking about other people when you could be talking about you and your sister and your families and the great life that you had together, okay? And and why are you bringing them, why are you deflecting on other people? That She's not like that. She's not going to go that route. There could be a second book that does that, but I think the, for, for what she's writing about her and her sister, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the narrative. That makes sense. What about Angie's children? Like, do you keep in touch with, like, AJ? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and she's going to be a grandmother again. Oh, wow. Raquel's having another baby. Oh, wow. Number four, and she's having a girl. We're excited. You guys have big families. Yeah, we have we have big family. Yeah. What is there other than family? That is true. But when you come down to it, if these and things how? are happening in our country, and with this pandemic doesn't show you that if you don't have family, you don't have anybody. They'd be stuck home alone. And, and think about that for a second. It's not that you're stuck home alone now just for a year or two or three, whatever. In that situation, you're stuck home alone forever. Yeah. Family never leaves. Whether you, whether you, you kill each other, uh, argue, fight, and you all love each other, it doesn't mean anything. Family's where it's at. That's true. So true. What about when Ange like did like all of her stuff? Like she was on Wendy Williams, The View. Like, did you go to all these appearances with her? Like, I did. Ever... We did a lot. I did a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, what did. is? Did you ever meet? Because didn't you meet Whoopi Goldberg? Or am I just making that up? Like, oh, wow, no, you're not making that up. That's a that's a funny story. I'm going to tell you how that went. So Whoopi Goldberg's assistant Stephanie was um, emailing me that Whoopi's daughter. Alex and her granddaughter, Amara, wanted to meet Angela. And it was during the show, uh, The Big Ange Show. So we were at Big Ange's Secrets, which was like, like a salon. We were filming and I said, I was doing the, the back and forth with the assistant. So I said, why don't you just tell them to come down to the Big Ange's Secret. We, we're filming, after we film, after, after we film, we'll, we'll go somewhere. You know, we'll just take them somewhere. And it was only Alex and Amara. It wasn't Whoopi at that, that point. So um, they did. They came. Angela had to stay filming. And she was hungry. So she said, can you just take them to the monkey and, like, entertain them for a little bit? And then I'll see you guys later. I was like, all right. So I went with Dom. We all went with them. Angela stayed back to film some more. And we had a really good time with them. We really did. So I, I was telling um, Alex, I was like, your mother's so nice and blah, blah, blah. I love her movies and this, that, and the third. And that's how we were just talking. 
We weren't, you know, they're just down to earth people. In any case, one Friday night, I'm laying on the couch and my phone rings and it's Alex. And she says to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm laying on the couch. What are you doing? She goes, go upstairs and get dressed. And it was late. It was like 1030. Yeah. It was like 1030. And it was a late Friday night. And I was like, why? She says, I want to go out. I said, you want to go out now? It's like 1030. I just got off, you know, I got home from work, my kids and blah, blah, blah. So she's like, you got to come outside. We're waiting for you. We're on your driveway. I said, okay. She goes, I got a surprise for you. I said, all right, I have to go out and be nice, you know? So I went upstairs, I got dressed, he got dressed and blah, blah, blah. And who was standing on my driveway was Whoopi. So I say, you guys are crazy. Like, what are you doing here, right? So they go, come on, we want to take you somewhere. Name the place we want to go. So I said, I would only take you to my sister's because she would love to meet Whoopi, you know? And that's how she met Whoopi. When I pulled up, and Whoopi's car, they had a black um, SUV or whatever they had. And I got out with Whoopi. My sister looked at me and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, they picked me up from my house. They, she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then um, like when I got in the car and stuff, Whoopi said to me, she's so cool, Whoopi. She said to me, baby, my, my girls told me how you took care of them and how much fun that you guys were. I wanted to meet you myself. She says, and I want to invite you and your whole family to my house. I want to cook for you guys. I want you to hang out with me, blah, blah, blah. So it's funny because I winded up going, we winded up going to the house, but we took like 40 people with us. And it was so much fun. She had somebody barbecuing and she had food out and she let everybody hold her Tony. No, Oscar. Oscar. And she's just. I love no, it. Joe, it was cool. It was a, it was a, it was a very special day. One of those days you never forget in your life. Yeah. My kids talk about it till today. Still. But, but Janine is still very good friends with Alex and Whoopi. Yeah. And my kids are friends, friends with, with the granddaughter. With the granddaughter, Omara. They're, they're still in constant contact. Yeah. So Alex wow. was here a couple of months ago. She came. She loves to eat dinner. She likes my cooking. So she said, I'm coming over. I have something for you. I said, okay, she came over and we hung out. It's that simple. Was Whoopi like, was, was this the house in New York? Was it in New York City? No, uh, she lives in New she Jersey. She lives in New Jersey. She, she lives in New Jersey. Was she like shocked when you showed up with 40 people? No, no. No. Um, no, 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 she wanted us to bring she everybody. She said, bring, bring whoever you want, bring yeah. anyone in your family you want to bring. She wanted us all to come. Wow. And she talked to every, sat down, talked no, to yeah. everybody. We hung out like as if we were just like an aunt and an uncle. Like I we're mean, sitting here talking, me and you, is how she is. She showed my, she told my kids. Uh, she showed us around her house. She, said, she took us through her house. And she, and she, when she got the Oscar, she made my kids take the Oscar and hold it. She told my daughter, she said, you're aspiring to be something. She said, I want you to take it. And I want you to go into that room by yourself. Yeah. And I want you to talk about your dreams. She said, because this all started out from a dream for me. And mm -hmm. maybe I'll pass it on to you. And I mean, that, that was very, very cool. And the, the kids came away. They still talk about Whoopi that. Whoopi is about very that. humble. Yeah. She, I think she's I much nicer. I'm not much nicer in person than she is on the view. I, I, I don't care what anybody says about her. She's cool in my books. Yeah. How oh, is the house? Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, imagine. Beautiful. Beautiful. Very modest, beautiful. but beautiful. Beautiful. The service was there. It was wonderful. Yes. 
It looked like something that was in Georgia. Yeah, it was like very, uh, yeah, very know, elegant, very. It was beautiful. A yeah. screen porch, really nice. Really, really nice. Did you ever meet Wendy Williams? All those times that Ange was on. I didn't meet Wendy. I met um, Dr. Oz. I actually was the one who wanted to do that. Um, so Dominic has a very good friend, which is my my friend now, Mike. He's a lawyer. And I felt like when she was getting sick, like I needed it, I needed something. So like almost close the book, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, he reached out to Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and Phil wanted actually my sister to go on his show, but we would have to go to California. And Oz is here in New York, as you know. And I said, well, she has brain lesions. We'll never make it. And we'll never make it back. You know, if Phil came here, that would be different. But Oz, you know, gave her. Dr. Oz was the right choice anyway. Yeah. He's the best. So best we, guy ever. We went, we went and uh, on, I thought that I would get some kind of cure. You know, sometimes I am Mary Poppins. I think like I could have a cure for something. So I thought well, maybe he can give us a cure. I was hearing a lot about cannabis. And I was in touch with people that were cancer patients that did that did beat it five times and so many times from juicing. And, you know, I found somebody in Asbury, New Jersey, who would drop the juices off every two days and to make her juice and to make her eat healthy. And I want, didn't want her to be stressed out. And it was just, it was something that was, I am a very obsessed kind of person. I've become obsessive. So... I took this the cancer on almost like it was on me, you know, like I had to cure it. So when I was doing the research, research and staying up and doing what I did, I also was reaching out at the same time to people that juiced and asking them if they would bring it to her. And people did this for free. Like they never asked me for anything. Yeah, the girl drove in from New Jersey. She, she every two days every two she days. drove in from wow. Asbury and she filled my sister's refrigerator with juices for two days and then the next two days she'd come back for more and then with more and then I'd be like, You're not drinking the fucking juice. What are you doing? She goes, You drink it, because it's disgusting. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm not drinking the juice. I don't need it, thank God right now. You need it. Yeah. So I would taste it, and it wasn't that great, but I would tell her. Yeah, it was all natural. You need to drink this. You know what I mean? And then um, somebody told me that I needed to make her, like, the cannabis oil with the frankincense and the turmeric. So I got the little capsules, and I was making her pills, and my all my fingers were orange. And then I was reading that if you make a, it with a suppository, it can get into your bloodstream faster because we have something in our anus. The vein in our anus is very, it goes through your body quicker, but she wouldn't do that. So it was, Wait, you know, I'm going to tell my wife something is interesting. When she went on Dr. Oz, she was talking about the cannabis oil. What was that was the one called at the time, the popular Richie or something? Huh? The cannabis, the oil. Remember Richie something? Well, oh, no, no, no. That's that's something different. That's Charlotte's Web. All right. But they had, Charlotte's, the, the girl she from went Charlotte's on the show Web. and she explained to Dr. Oz and he was like saying, do you know the other day I watched an interview on, on, on the computer, Dr. Oz came out with a line of CBD oils for for fighting all kinds of illnesses. Uh -uh. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
No, he's truly a, a wonderful person. Yes, he gave me his um, he gave me his cell phone number. Yeah, she calls him for like advice. Um, he gave me his cell phone number, which was really nice. He also called me when Angela passed away to tell me that he couldn't come because he was going. So he was going to be out of the country. Uh, my sister didn't get to watch that show because we filmed it January 26th, 27th, and 29th, I want to say. And she never got to see the show um, because it was supposed to air on the 2nd or the 3rd of February. And then they pushed it back. Then they were going to do it the 16th. And I think they, they added on the 16th and she was already incoherent. So she died two days later. Wow. Yeah. What do you want people to remember? I mean, you know, we'll read it in your book, but like, what do you want people to remember about her? That, what do I want them to remember? I want them to remember that my sister wasn't handed anything. She worked her whole entire life from 16 years old. She didn't go to school. Um, our parents, as, as I said, had, we had seven kids. Um, my mother and father split when I was nine. So I was more pri privileged than Angela because I had a stepfather that had a lot of money. So she more or less took care of, of my brothers and my father. And she struggles for everything. She wasn't handed anything. Every little shoe, hairstyle, nothing was handed to her. She worked for it. And they should know that. And she lived life to the fullest. She loved her family and did everything that she could for them. She was the best mother that she thought she could be, the best grandmother. And if she had $5 she and you needed money, you needed 10, she would borrow five from me to give you 10. They should know that. <clears throat> what kind of aunt she was, what kind of godmother she was, sister, everything. She was all around just a good person. I know somewhere in that heart, there had to be some gold. That's good. I can't wait for this book. You need to oh, have- and a surprise, because you know I'm the meatball queen, right? Because I had to well, get I was. I that was my next thing. Oh, well, no, I was gonna ask you about that. I was like, so okay, tell so me, let me tell you I, what I've happened. heard about these meatballs. Well, let me tell you exactly what happened. We had went to my sister's uh, launch party for her book. And a lot of people were standing around the bar from VH1, a lot of big, big wigs from up there. And one happened to be a woman named Shelly. And Shelly said, oh, I heard you cook good. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I really would love to taste one of your meatballs because you're Italian. And I guess, you know, meatballs was something that she liked. So I says, we'll make a date. I told her, we'll make a date and you'll come to my house. I would love that, blah, 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 this and that. And that's how it was. It was nothing more than that. The next day, my sister calls me, as she always called me 30, 40 times a day, without exaggeration. That is no exaggeration. No exaggeration. <laughs> I, I could picture that. We, we, she, I would be like this, yep, I know. And then it would be ring, yeah. And we'd go right back into the conversation. And then she goes, all right, I'll call you back. Okay. Literally two, three minutes later, did you see that on the TV? And I'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, what are they you doing? They would watch a TV show together in different houses. Oh my God. You're like, you're anyway. all over there. So anyway, she called me up and she goes, so what did you think of 
you know, the book launch. I said, oh my God, I thought it was great. It was such a nice place. And the girls wanted to come, not he, just one. All yeah, of yeah the, all of them wanted to come. I said it was great. Everything was great. I love the way they introduced the book and this and that. And we were just bullshitting about it. And I said, oh, I have to tell you something. She says, yeah. And I said, Shelly and the girls want to come over. They want me to show them how to make me. No, 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 no. That's not how you put it. They, you said the girls want to come over and they want to have, they want the, to learn how to make meatballs. I just said that. No, you said they wanted me. You, you said they wanted they me wanted to teach to come them over. how to make meatballs. And so what happened was, you rewind no, that? No, you said me. You said the girls want to come over. I don't even know over. what the difference is. And she says, oh, <laughs> tell them I, I could do it. No, so I said, so I said they want me to show them how to make meatballs. So she goes, okay, well, make sure it's a day that I'm not filming this way I could show them. And I said, they don't want you to show them. They told me they want me to show them. She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then she'd be like, but my meatballs are better than yours. And I'm like, excuse me? And that's how it really started. Now, and then he- Listen to this, can I tell it? Then he was on Twitter and he was saying on Twitter like- Sister, sister against sister, the war is on, meatball wars. Like just some super- Hashtag like meatball wars. And and, and 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 it took off from there. I was gonna say, didn't and then Janine got a call. No, Janine gets a phone call. Who no, called you? No, no. So I said, okay, if you want to have a meatball contest, we're gonna choose three fans to come over my house, and me and you are gonna do the meatballs. She goes, okay. So I said, that's how it's how it was. Right, first. right, okay. Okay, and then um, the big morning buzz called us, Carrie Keegan, and said, stop, you're not putting fans. You're not doing that, you're doing it here, so we can be a part of it. And I said, okay. And then Carrie Keegan called Guy Fieri, and Guy Fieri lent us his kitchen, American Grill, and they had two executive chefs, but let's rewind a little bit. So the day before we're getting ready to go to the meatball war, I said, to, I felt bad, because I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to make meatballs in the sauce. But it takes a long time to do that. Yeah. So I called her up and I said, Angela, I'm, I'm, I want you to know that I'm going to make meatballs tonight in the sauce and then I'm going to bring it there and then naturally we'll make the meatballs together. She says, oh my God, I never even thought of that. She goes, okay, I'm too busy today, blah, blah, blah. So we get over to the meat, we get over to the, the thing and she whips out a freaking loaf of Italian bread, macaroni, and fucking salad. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh no, you bring the sauce and everything. So I had to do one better. And now she made salad, she made macaroni, she bring it to bread. And now I have fucking fried meatballs and the meat, meatballs in the sauce. I'm like, now what the fuck do I do? I really couldn't do anything about it. So we go lay our plates down and they can't naturally know whose plate is who, but I won the contest. You did. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It I gets better. Have. It gets better. Because the, the VH1 and Carrie Keegan gave them, it was during the time of Sandy Storm. Yeah. So the winner was to get $5,000. For the charity. They donated to, to, to their favorite charity. Yeah. So it was the wow. Stephen Silla Foundation. Because that's on Staten Island. Yeah. You see the power of social media just by a tweet? It's, 
I know, but I was like, well, your meatballs ain't better than mine. Oh, but it was the best. I had fun for two days because I kept putting up sister against sister. The meatball war is on. They're at each other's throats. And and, and, and and it just caught on with them. And then they put on their social media. I had did a couple thousand followers. I had nobody. But it just, it was just the it idea. Was it was know? fun. Well, and I, I made a meatball about crown. these meatballs. And I, made, and I have a meatball crown. Yeah, they made a meatball crown. I made one. (laughs) Well, you know, your second book should be like a cookbook. Wait. So a couple of, I would say maybe like 18 months ago, the New York Post called me. Because my sister has it in her book, the recipe, but it's very big. It doesn't say anything. Right? Because I looked at it and looked at it again. So the New York Post called me and they want me to give me, give them my recipe. But I said, absolutely not, because <laughs> I'm saving it for my book. The meatball recipe will be in this book. Well, that's a reason to buy it right there. So the New York Post just calls out of nowhere asking for the recipe? Yeah. I'm not giving it, though, until I, that book goes out. I think you should put half the recipe in this book <laughs> and put the second one in the second book. Right? It, seriously. <laughs> Is it, I mean, you know, you might as well sell two books. Is there anything else? So when we have your book, you, it sounds like you have some TV shows that are possibly in the works. Is there anything else that we didn't cover today before we wrap up? I just want to show you, like a lot of people don't know about these things, actually. But she was in this edition of People magazine. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. So let me show you. Because a lot of people don't know a lot of things about her and the, and the and the accomplishments that she made. See? Wow. So it said remembering those we lost in 2016. So making the special edition for the post is pretty cool. And Prince is on the cover. People for the post. Yeah. Wow. And then I don't know if you know Bruce Weber. He's a very famous Oh yeah. Do you know Bruce Weber? Oh yeah. I don't I know that book. Trait. You have this? No, I, I'm not familiar with that book. I know um, Bruce Weather. Well, Weather. Yeah. yeah. So I have a treasure chest full of stuff that Angela did. Um, she was, you know, alive actually when I made started making it. And then she used to go to me, you're so weird. Why are you freaking saving this shit? And I'd be like, one day, you know, we may forget something that happened. And then your grandchildren well, my girls and kids can go back to it and look and see what you did and all the accomplishments that you made. I was more proud of what she was doing than anyone. So this is Bruce Weber did this. Wow. See? That's... So these are the Victoria's Secret models. Let me show yeah, you what else. and Angie's in the middle. Let me show you. She had her own page. With the two poodles, that's gorgeous. With the two poodles, right? Then she had. What did Bruce Weber just reach out to her and say, yep. "I want"? Wow. Here's. Her he didn't grand... want it to leave. Here's her grandson. Wow. See? That's yeah. her first one. That's Sal. And then you have a whole bunch of them. The girls reading her book. See. Wow. And then you have. Yeah, I and mean, you don't say no if Bruce Weber calls. See her banging on the bongos. Yeah. And then this was his car. When was this? This was like towards the end of um, Mob Wives? I have to tell you. Hang on. But I mean, it was after Mob 2013. Wow. 
and then see how. No, it wasn't after the model. It was see, doing. Like during it. His car, his banana car. Yeah. Look who's in the front one? Who's in the front? Oh wow. She is. Unbelievable. So this is, <laughs> this is only two of the things that I have of of. I can't even tell you how big, um, big the treasure chest is. This is why you have many books. You know, she area. was her manager. Like she was, she she took care of her uh, setting up her appointments. And Janine took care of it all. She took care of her. That's why she used to say, "Oh, yeah." She when she used to spend money, she used to yell at her. Angela would go out even before she was on TV and work work her ass off in a bar from seven o'clock at night to four in the morning. She'd make a thousand dollars. The next day, she'd go buy clothes for the kids, stuff for this one, go to lunches here, and she'd be broke by the following night. And, and she always used to say, I would, I would go crazy. She used to say to her, you have to save your money. And she used to say, save my money for, for what? what? And you know what? You got to think about that for a second because she died so young. Yeah. So whose way is right and whose way is wrong? She would have saved all her money. She would have just had a bank full of money and, and no fun in her life. This way she had fun in her life and died without money. So Yes, we had a... We had a really funny, interesting story one day in the beauty, beauty in Essex in the city. Love it there. Well, Damon John from Shark Tank invites us to his brunch. That's Dominic's friend, Damon. So it's my friend too, but it's more Dominic introduced me to him. So he invites us to the brunch whatever, you know that little pawn shop in the front. You know when you go, you got the antique store. Yeah, yeah. Right. So she goes to me, I, I'm gonna go down and smoke, come with me. I said, okay, so I walked down the steps, I go with her. And this is Chanel bag there, patchwork. It's about this big, all patchwork, vintage. She goes, it's 4,500. I said, smoke the cigarette and let's go back upstairs. So she goes, no, I wanna get the bag. And we're in the, we're in the pawn shop that's this big. Arguing about the bag. You don't need the damn bag. You have about 8 million bags at home. So just let's go. So we're standing there, and she reaches in her pocket, and she hands the guy the credit card. And she says, give me the bag. And, and she's taking the bag upstairs, and this is what she's doing. <laughs> she would be like that. Like, you want to tease you? Like a big, big baby? Like, you know, I got the lollipop. She'd be like, I got the bag. <laughs> the other day when I seen my niece, she had the bag on, and I go, that friggin' bag. That's <laughs> just that bag. And she loved her furs, right? Oh, my God. Loved furs. She had about 40-something of them. Loved bags. Loved shoes. Loved, loved, loved fashion. Loved it. She did. She was way, way ahead of her time. Way ahead. She yeah, loved she to wearing, shop. She was wearing capes and stuff that now are popular. She loved to shop, right? I oh, mean, she loved to shop. She who doesn't? No, really. The Bruce yeah. Weber thing. I, yeah. Really? I don't really like it. I really? Don't she used to tell me, well, get in your closet and set it on fire. <laughs> She'd be always telling me that. You got shit here that's so old. Set your fucking closet on fire. I'd be like, that's rude. <laughs> that's rude. I, I I could shop all day. Yo, you'd have made a good friggin'. Seriously, I I, I I would have gone shopping with her any day she she would have liked. Yeah. Oh, she so. shopped out. She's doing my Christmas shopping. I never shopped. 
and she would she would start calling me up in October. What are you getting Janine for Christmas? Okay, that she come she come to the house and she says, hey, come here, come here, I found something. So I used to either give her credit card or give her money, and she'd go out 14, 15 hours a day shopping. Mm-hmm. She was good like that. You know, you asked before, how would you describe Angie? I would say in four words, one of a kind. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. I cannot wait for your book. Thank you. I really I appreciate what, What's your social media? How do we follow you? Well, actually, I will tell you, but you have to tell us, everyone listening, how to follow you guys. Okay. Okay, so if you want to follow... I'll, like, I'll like text you my information. If you, know how to follow you want me. to follow me, uh, Janine Dutori, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I do have a YouTube channel called Bitchin' in the Kitchen. Mm. Um, I'm a mother of seven. I like to design. I have two beautiful granddaughters and a wonderful husband. Uh, and we might have more TV coming from both of them. My Instagram and uh, my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook are Uncle Dom Detore, D-E-T-O-R-E. That's it. That's it. What do you do? I'm a general contractor. And everyone needs to follow both of you. I think I follow you. I do not follow you. I will follow you too. It's Uncle I'll, Dom Detore. And I'll like text you my information so you have it. Okay, and then we'll get on and follow me back. And do do we can we repost this? Yeah, so this is not live. I'm going to edit some stuff out, and then when this goes out, oh, could you take? Could you shave me and make me look thinner and give me some hair? I have to shave myself. And make your teeth whiter. Yeah, mine are green. You're complaining about white. Mine are green. When this comes out, I'll send you the link. You could like repost it on your social. Thank you very, very much for having us. You guys are amazing. Real people. That's that's all I like. I just like real people with all. We're real. Listen, there's so much going on in the world. I mean, you realize that Mm -hmm. like this will teach people hopefully just to like let their airs down. It's terrible. It is terrible. I was in Manhattan today. They have homeless people and they're shooting up in the street. But listen to me. I've been watching this my whole life. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, it's every 10 feet, and they're doing it in like, like this, like to say, ha-ha. Somebody's giving it to them, is my belief. Homeless, they're pulling down their pants and waving their things at people passing by. Yeah, I mean. Actually, last night I was watching Tucker Carlson, and one of the other anchors on another show, she lives over there. She said her and her, two, her eight-year-old and six-year-old daughter walking down the street, and the guy put, took his pants down. Wow. There's more. There's more going on than we know. That's another. That's another story. You guys will have to come back on. So I really appreciate it, Janine and Dom Dettori. Listen, we started a, a little thing doing a podcast, and before this happened, okay, not a podcast. We do. We're just bitching in the kitchen. Maybe next time you'll be a guest. You'll come in and you'll bring your camera too, and we'll put it all up. I guessed I will gladly come. I would have to make the meatballs. I'll have to make make meatballs. Well, that's a reason enough for me to come. There you go. That's like all that I need. I don't use carrots. I use meatballs. That's carrots. You're going to have to bring Michael because I'm not going to feel right. Michael will come. Michael needs to do a trip up here anyway. Yeah. He he needs to come visit. Because he's the one who put me on to you. We love Michael. Yes. He's Thank nice. you very He's much. Have a great weekend and be Thank safe. Thank you both. You're both amazing. I love you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye, honey. Bye.
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.